Hello, my name is Miguel Mata, and this is the This Way Out podcast, a component of the This Way Out project. This podcast is my attempt to address a few topics that can be especially challenging for some, but hopefully in a way that speaks to the humanity in each of us. It's my attempt at being a source for positive messages in a time where such messages can be hard to find. Good morning. It's May 14th, 2020. How is everybody doing? I hope you're doing well. I hope that you are doing well. I hope that you're in good health and in good spirits. As always, wishing you the very best on this May morning. Um, I'm going to stick with something I started last podcast and do uh, share a few This Day in History facts. What do you say? I, I like history. I just like history and this is... This is fun for me, so I'm just going to... I found a, a few uh, gee whiz neat stuff that happened uh, on this day in history. So let's... What do you say we just go ahead and get started here? On this day, May 14th, 1973, um, the Americans... Uh, America's first space station, Skylab, was launched into orbit. Um, Skylab studied the sun over 700 hours. Um, of being in space it's uh, studied the sun um, the astronauts that spent their time there were able to um, or the biological effects on people uh, after prolonged periods uh, of time in space um, after five years though the space station did eventually um, you know come back down into earth and uh, burned up in the atmosphere um, and this day in 1804, Lois and Clark, the Lois and Clark, set out on the on their expedition to explore the Northwest. This is the same Lois and Clark who were helped out by the uh, Native American Sacagawea. And um, in this year, in 1804, they, they they started on May 14th. They spent the the winter in uh, what is now North Dakota and Minnesota. And to that I say, goodness gracious, because I was I was stationed in North Dakota for a few years, and man, those winters are gnarly. But um, they eventually arrived at the Pacific Ocean uh, the following year in November of 1805. And this one last little nugget of uh, history that I found interesting is that the uh, forefathers of this country, the United States, they assembled in Pennsylvania, to uh, settle some issues, um, some economic problems that they had run into uh, in the newly formed nation there, uh, newly formed independent nation of the United States, and they ratified the um, original article of the Confederation and began drawing up what would become the uh, Constitution of the United States. And that all happened on, on May 14th. That last one was May 14th, 1787. Pretty cool stuff, huh? You know, today I wanted to I wanted to tackle uh, something that was a little bit that's a little bit close to home. Um, you know, this project here, it it the really kind of the focus is is mental health, you know, and and promoting good mental health and that sort of stuff. And um, in today's episode, I just wanted to, to share with you some personal stuff about, you know, mental illness, spotting it, and, and, po- and to point out that, you know, it's not necessarily 
easy to spot. It's not easy to recognize, right? Um, I think it's, it, it, well, I think in some circles it's, it's known as like the invisible illness. And I can tell you as someone who's, who's kind of knows a little bit something about it, it's not necessarily easy to spot in yourself and it's not easy to spot in others. And um, yeah, I, I can, I can kind of speak to that stuff pretty easy. And I'll, I'll tell you where um, a big part of my uh, awareness, my moment of awareness began taking place was when I retired from the military in 2017. Um, you know, I began having some really not so good thoughts, you know? some really not so good thoughts that really didn't make a whole lot of sense and you know they're the kind of they were the kind of thoughts where I was like you know thinking about harming myself and it you know it's not it's not necessarily you know wasn't necessarily my proudest moment um yeah not one that I'm proud of but one that I talk about openly because I really think that my experience and that experience um it helped me and I think it can help others. But, uh, you know, just to provide a little bit more information, you know, I was transitioning out of the military and, you know, I wasn't necessarily prepared for, um, you know, I thought I was ready for the transition, but it's a kind of a difficult transition. Um, and uh, anyway, um, and in that period when, you know, just after my, you know, my retirement, I started having some really not so good thoughts, you know, like really, really was thinking about bad stuff about myself and harming myself. So I reached out to um, a mental health professional and they were able to help me. They were able to help me kind of straighten things out and, and think a little bit more clearly. And um, I remember I was um, prescribed or I was prescribed at that time, I remember as if I stopped taking medication, but I was actually, that's when I was prescribed an antidepressant medication and, and things kind of turned around for me for the better, for the better. And, um, you know, I'll kind of go into that a little bit more after I, after I share this, some other stuff, but, um, that's, that's really what started like my transitioning and started my period of, of enlightenment, if you will, as to how I look at, um, you know, mental health and mental illness and things of that sort, because, excuse me, in that period of enlightenment, you know, I started to really, I started to really be able to think a little bit more clearly and being, and become, I became more aware of, you know, what I was saying and what I was doing and how I was behaving and things of that sort and started to realize, unfortunately, that, um, you know, I had some stuff that I was apparently dealing with and not addressing, right? And, um, you know, you when you when you deal with when you have stuff like when you have like anger issues and things like that, you do things and you say things that you don't necessarily, um, you don't necessarily consciously think about when you are do saying or doing them. So you know, specifically, like I used to be a big yeller, right? I would raise my voice a lot at home, and you know. Um, in hindsight, I know now that that had a lot to do with that, you know, I had a high stress job, I had a, there was a lot of tension, a lot of, a lot of that stuff or whatever, you know, it was very high stress and I brought a lot of that home. And at the time, I thought, 
I thought, I really thought that I had it under control. Like I was leaving the work stress at home and I was leaving the home home stress at home, you know, and I wasn't letting the, the two worlds mix. But um, the reality of it was is that I was, I, I really did not do well. I really did not do well. And the, the result of, of my not doing well was that I would come home and I would be very, uh, very tightly wound up. And I, it, I had a, a short to no fuse and I would raise my voice a lot um, to the people that I cared for the most, my wife and my kids and stuff like that, right? And in my mind, I was not doing anything wrong. I wasn't doing anything wrong. And I think some of that, you know, to be honest, you know, just to share a little bit about about um, personally, a little bit more personally, um, you know, I think that has has a little bit to do with growing up. I grew up around yellers, people who raised their voice, and I never thought that it affected me. You know, it was just something that was kind of normal. And but, you know, later once again in that period of enlightenment. After I'd retired and after I'd gotten on this medication and seeked out help, you know, I I came to realize that, you know, people respond to raised voices and yelling differently. People respond to it differently. And where maybe, you know, I might not have been affected by it. See, I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I, I, I don't think I could really, truly and honestly give an honest assessment of how I dealt with it because I later I then became a yeller but you know my yelling was presumably I believe was a result of the environment that I was working in the job that I was doing etc so on and so forth and by not handling it well but either way I think I handled it well but my you know there were people in my family my own in my own family that were not handling it well and I didn't necessarily realize that. And the result of that was that I ended up causing um, damage myself. I ended up, I ended up causing damage. And, you know, I, yeah, I ended up causing, you know, damage, psychological damage. And I'm having to try, I'm, I'm having to spend a lot of time and energy now to try to, to try and repair that. Um, but if I'd have had that awareness about myself then, you know, the there would there wouldn't be necessarily so much of a need to repair, um, you know, relationships and go back and try to and try to um, repair um, um, harsh words and 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 yelling and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Because that's what all that does. It ends up it ends up causing damage and. Um, all of that being said, um, I'm just trying. What I'm trying to point out here, the point that I'm trying to make here, is that I w- I had issues. You know, I had issues that were not addressed, and I didn't necessarily know that I had those issues. So, you know, mental illness, poor mental health is hard to is hard to spot and hard to see in yourself sometimes. Right? That's what I'm saying. That was the whole point of this whole of this whole rant and rigmarose to make the point that mental health is hard to see in yourself sometimes and for sure it is definitely 
very difficult to nearly impossible almost you know to not with at least not without the help of a of a of a professional to spot in someone else um i can tell you that uh that i've i have uh, come into contact with to people i know people who are close to me um who have uh, who behave a certain way you know and i have in my own judgment and ass- assessment and judgment it's you know my um um yeah my assessment was that this person a person was lazy or unfocused or unmotivated and when all actuality that person was dealing with their own issues and i was quote unquote misdiagnosing that or not seeing that myself because i refused in in a lot of ways i refused to see it i couldn't see it it was nearly impossible to spot that um, this person that i was talking to this person that was that i was close to had was dealing with and was and had you know a mental health issue and you know because it's mental health and mental illness is hard to spot and it's hard to see it is an invisible illness that is difficult to to pinpoint by the uneducated amateur whatever you want to say you know someone who doesn't know better someone who doesn't know better and if i could just backtrack just a little bit you know to kind of hit up on that medicine thing the antidepressant thing when the um, the idea of um of medication was first presented to me you know someone the the doctor who who suggested i i try it said that i would feel like myself again and you know i am someone who likes to be in control and someone who likes who doesn't mind things being um turned up to 11 if that makes sense i don't mind it i don't mind it I like being sharp. I like being ready. I like being, um, all, you know, I like being turned up to 11. I, I, that's the kind of person that I am. And when it was suggested to me that when I take this medication, I would begin to feel like myself. Well, my assumption was that that medication was going to dull my senses, take away my control that I was so used to. So my response was, well, I like who I am right now. Who's the other guy going to be? Because that's not going to be me. I was very reluctant, but I tried it. And I'm here to tell you, it did wonders. It did wonders. For me, personally, it did wonders. So, you know, if you're someone who deals with mental illness, if you're someone who deals with anger, anxiety, depression, that sort of stuff, and you're not taking medication because you're reluctant to do so, you think it's going to change who you are, definitely do your due diligence and research but from my perspective my point of view my experience it really really helped it really really helped and like i said it it i really um i really give a lot of credit i give a lot of credit to the the awareness and that clarity I really think the, the clarity in that moment, once again, that moment of enlightenment, that enlightenment period that I, that I experienced and still experience now, I credit, you know, the medication. I give a lot of credit to the medication. Um, not all the credit, but a lot of the credit. Um, but just to get back on track here, it's, 
you know, mental health, people dealing with mental health issues, mental illness, it's it's difficult to it's difficult to spot. It's really it's really hard to spot, not without the help of a of a really a trained professional. And like I said before, you know, if if you know someone who maybe they show a lack of motivation or they have a lack of focus, it, uh, once again, let me let me let me rephrase that. Maybe it appears like a lack of focus and it appears like a lack of motivation or an inability to complete a task or that sort of stuff. The perception, your perception is that a person is quote unquote lazy, etc., so on and so forth. You know, that person might not be lazy. They might be dealing with a mental a mental health issue. They might be dealing with something you know, in their in their brain, right? Brain chemistry might be a little bit off and 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 um, creating a mental block. I've seen it a million times. I've seen it a million times. And you know what? I'll be honest. If I had to be honest, 10, if I said, if I, if I've seen it 10 times, I've probably addressed it poorly seven to eight times, seven to eight times before my moment of clarity, before my awareness that this stuff actually happens and actually exists. I probably handled it poorly seven to eight times out of 10 times that I've seen it. I'll be honest with you. So my message going forward now at this point, as I try to help those who deal with these issues, who deal with those kind of issues and those people who um, are, you know, who, who might be encountering people who are dealing with those kind of issues my message going forward is, first of all, for the people that are dealing with issues, it, it will always, forever, will be, please ask for help. Please ask for help. Talk to someone you love and ask them to help you. And you don't have to, they don't have to heal you. Don't expect anybody to heal, heal you. Don't expect that. I would I would say to exercise caution in that respect. What I would say is to... Just give people an opportunity to listen to what you have to say. Give people an opportunity to listen to what you're feeling. For you to express yourself, your emotions, your thoughts, your feelings, whatever that you are experiencing, give people a chance to listen. And then on the flip side of that coin, if you're someone who is encountering some another person who appears to be having their own issues, then my advice to you is to listen. To withhold judgment, withhold judgment for just a little bit, and listen. Get real quiet. Get real quiet. Take a minute to observe. Take a minute to watch. See how they behave. See how a person behaves. Maybe maybe they're not lazy quote-unquote lazy maybe they're not all those bad definitions of people who behave this way maybe they're just dealing with something and they need a little help and then don't be quick to solve their problem just listen be quick to listen don't be quick to fix be quick to listen and then seek help 
by a, a professional. That's that. That is a very big step. A very big step. Seek out help by a professional. Okay. That was some heavy stuff. That was some heavy stuff. And, um, you know, I shared, shared a little bit about myself. And, um, you know, I do so to try to help. I do so to try and help. But you know what? Here's what I know. Here's, here's another thing that I know for certain. Everything's going to be okay. Everything is going to be okay. I just, I just know it. I, I, I believe it. I believe it right here in El Corazon, in the heart, in my heart. It tells me that everything is going to be okay. And um, I believe that for me, and I believe that for you too out there. I believe that for you too out there. So, you know what? Keep doing awesome. Keep doing great things. Keep moving forward, even if it's a step at a time. Just a teeny tiny step. A step forward is a step forward. It's progress. And that's all that anybody could ask. That's all that you could expect of yourself. Keep doing. That is fantastic. It's fantastic. You're doing awesome. You're doing great. I'm really very, very proud of all of you. And um, I think we'll end it right there. I, I, I can't wait to talk to you again on Monday. Um, I think next week I'm going to take a chance and talk about relationships. Some dangerous territory there, but I think I'm going to give it a shot. Okay. You guys take care. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And we'll talk to you again on Monday. God bless. This has been the This Way Out podcast, a part of the This Way Out project. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to hear future episodes, please subscribe. If you would like to get in touch with me to recommend future topics, provide feedback, or for any other reason, you can comment on the episode or send me an email at thiswo.light at gmail.com. That's T-H-I-S-W-O dot L-I-G-H-T at gmail.com. If you're interested in the other aspects of the This Way Out project, be sure to visit my website at thiswo-light.com.